3: Started up. That's your Wednesday on b Over the Hump with a uh, historic night in baseball last night. Historic as far as the bats, the runs scored. We'll try to get you some details on that. Also, my man Nick Shuley was in the house this morning, president of the Austin Music Movement, also working closely with the uh, Texas One Fund, Clark Field Collective on the NIL front at Texas, lifelong Austinite. Lifelong you presented a scenario to me in the hallway during the break that there is a chance you're saying there's a chance.
1: <laughs> yeah, there is a that Lionel
3: Messi could play in Austin this <laughs> there, year.
1: There is a chance. So well let me
3: let me let, let me tease that. It's called a radio <laughs> oh, tease. <now>. Oh, gotcha. Because <laughs> I didn't realize this, and because Lionel Messi is expected to make his MLS debut Friday for Inter Miami, and what a scene that will be. Um, but there is a chance. They're saying there's a chance. Uh, details from Nick Julie coming up on that. Ty Henderson is here as well. Buck taking a couple days. Uh pre-planned day. Somebody said Bucky's burning that uh uh PTO. Yeah. Uh, Load yes. management. Load management. No, Bucky's had, had planned for the, the this day and the days off uh in advance. But uh with the station has issued a statement this morning with changes coming. Uh yes, it is still vague be, without full specifics, but at the same time there's more info there because we've needed to put something out. Uh, with all the rumors in the market. But uh, the horn is not going away is the important thing. It's changing. Uh, and unfortunately, it's going to come at a cost to a lot of our people. Uh, and, you know, I think the listeners for sure. Uh, but we appreciate everyone. Change is coming. But when I said on the way to the timeout that, you know, there's on there's going to be three sports stations in town, there already are. I mean, there already are three stations doing sports in Austin, including us. Um, but I think my point was the the mar- being in this market for a quarter century, in sports, I think the the best is yet to come for sports radio in Austin. That's what I would say, because uh, there are going to be people who work here that won't be here in August, uh, and they're going to be bland in a great spot, in my opinion. We have really talented people and people that people want to hear from and talk to and uh, be a part of, and to me, that's a good thing, right? That there's uh, there's going to be opportunity uh, and you know, for, for, for any of us that are, are not back, that's, that's going to be the conversation, right? So that's, you know, as someone who's in it, at least there's a, there's, there's good competition. There's good uh, opportunities in other spots and, uh, you know, good people. So, uh, excited for the future really, but knowing changes are coming and we appreciate everybody on the text line. We're getting, we got a text from Chicago. We got a text from Alabama says I'm live in Alabama, listening on the app, oh, but hook them horns. Uh, that app is, uh, is going to be with you and just stick with it and, HornFM.com, the Horn app. Uh, there there will be conversations continuing, but just no changes are coming. Uh, and that statement has been released at our website, also at all of our social media platforms where you can check that out. Now Nick's going to get you the Delano Messi scenario, but first let's get the uh, headlines of the morning. UBO Business Services brings it to you. Start with college football, day two of SEC Media Day's top of the uh, news heap, and it was the two-time defending champion Georgia Bulldogs The center of attention yesterday in Nashville, head coach Kirby Smart and his dogs are again loaded, likely to open the season as the preseason number one team in the country, despite the loss of their starting quarterback Stetson Bennett. He'll be replaced by a youngster sophomore named Carson Beck is expected. they will also attempt to become the first team to win three straight national championships and hadn't been done since the University of Minnesota did it during the Great Depression. Biggest concern for Georgia head coach Kirby Smart going into 2023 is how to fight complacency.
0: It's like a constant improvement for us, right? Better never rests, and we firmly believe that. So, you know, we've done a lot of studies. This all done a lot of season at things we can do better and things we can improve on. And uh, our kids understand that that uh, that we don't want to be just a football factory. We want to produce people that are um, quality citizens that do a great job in the community. And I'm constantly evolving as a coach, and I've talked about it several times here today. That that I think the best thing I've done is uh, allow coaches to do their job take a step back and say you know what maybe it's not better that i sit in this meeting and tell somebody what i think they should do it's probably better that i let them do it and just oversee it and spend more time with the players
3: day three today of sec media days uh, alabama uh, longhorn opponent week two will take center stage today along with arkansas the florida gators and kentucky in attendance also from college football, the Mountain West Conference informed San Diego State University last night that that school will remain a member of that conference. News comes on the eve of 2023 Mountain West Football Media Days and over a month after it appeared that SDSU was set to exit the conference and attempt to join the Pac-12. That move to the Pac-12 was complicated by the fact that the Pac-12 still does not have a new media rights deal in place. And according to CBS Sports this morning, the Pac-12 will not have a deal to announce at its media day this Friday leaving its members with plenty of uncertainty and rumors of further conference realignment definitely swirling. Major League Baseball last night, ALS leading Texas Rangers have taken the first two games of their showdown series with the American League's top team, that's the Tampa Rays. Uh, all-star right-hander Nathan Eovaldi pitched two-hit ball over six scoreless. Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, big nights at the top of the order. Rangers take down Tampa 5-3. to Eovaldi now has 11 wins that matches the league lead. Second-place Astros dropped their series opener in Colorado 4-3. Round Rock. Drop their series opener to Reno out of Dell Diamond, 6-3. to three. Same two teams again tonight at seven oh
1: five. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com.
3: All right, so uh, a lot of text coming in. We appreciate it. This is Where's Bucky. Well, Bucky is off today. He was planning to be off today, so uh, Nick is nice enough to be here. And... Uh, says Podunk Lubbock here, <laughs> Longhorn in Lubbock is Texas. We got a Longhorn in Houston, and yeah, that's the exciting part. There still be Longhorn conversations, and I and you know the timing of all this is unfortunate and, and that for a lot of reasons, but obviously that feels like this is about to be a really really great Longhorn football season that's coming, and uh, look forward to having the conversation with folks. Uh, but hold on to that horn app and uh, get used to AM twelve sixty. If you, I just don't know how you don't have the app at this point. Take off the training wheels, people. It's too simple. I still talk to people that are grown adults and say, well, I can't. I don't know how to work the app. Well, I mean. A five year old could work our app. It's uh, download it for free, push a button, push another button, and you're listening to our shows live. It really is that simple. But uh, that's going to be a great way to find the horn moving forward. And uh, we'll try to ad- address the changes as we can. But uh, Nick Shuley, Lionel Messi, <laughs> best soccer player in the world, maybe the best soccer player ever. You can make a case that he's that. You know, that's a debate we don't need to have, but he's certainly in that short conversation. Just won the, uh, his country, Argentina, just won the World Cup. He was the tournament's best player uh, just six months ago. Uh, and he's coming to the MLS. It's a huge story. But uh, you're saying that there is a chance, even though it's not on the schedule, that Lionel Messi could make an appearance in Austin at some point. No guarantee. Probably a low percentage chance. But give us that
1: scenario. Yeah, my my good buddy over there, I'll dime him out, Chris Chris Quinn, who is the, the man to know over there. He knows everybody. But he uh, include, he does know Johnny Rogers as well, Ty. So, you know, a lot lots of ties there. Uh, but he uh, he informed me, that, so we have Friday is the start of the Leagues Cup, which is teams from Liga MX in Mexico play teams from the MLS, and so it's kind of a World Cup-style group play that eventually goes into a tournament, and there is a scenario where if uh, Austin wins their bracket or, or group or whatever, and the uh, Inter-Miami wins theirs, that the... Uh, Austin FC and Inter Miami could play, and I know you know Ty had a great point of you know Inter Miami's not very good. <laughs> they have to win. They have to win. <laughs> they, they have to win. But the interesting thing is, I don't know how fast they're getting all this uh, it, it, this influx of FC or Barcelona players in. But I know they already signed Jordi Alba. They're going after Sergio Busquets, and then they also I've heard rumors of Luis Suarez, who's like one of the greatest scorers of all time too. So I, I don't know how fast those guys can get here. I'm guessing not fast enough for this tournament, but you never know how long this thing lasts. So we'll see. It could be, could be interesting. I would. I know I would love to see uh, Messi and Austin. Could be, could be. A, I mean, that'd be a monumental moment. It would be. I mean, that would be,
3: I've, as I've said, I've been in this market since I moved here in 1991 and doing sports radio ever since I left school. And that would be among the, the greatest sports moments this city has seen. I mean, there's been some big <laughs> ones. There's been some great ones. Uh, but, man, that would be... Again, Lionel Messi. Because there are a lot of people that listen to the show that don't like soccer, and that's fine. You're you're a big international soccer fan. In addition to being a huge Longhorn fan, you can be both. By the way, but but (laughs) but Lionel Messi is, you know, he's the biggest sports star on the planet. I mean, globally, he's he's LeBron. He's LeBron James. He's you know Tom Brady. But on a global level, Um, and that's the impact he's going to have on the MLS. And we'll see. Now, the MLS All Star Game is tonight. By the way.
1: Yeah, and uh, we've got a uh, John John Gallagher's playing in that game from from FC. Yeah,
3: and they're going to play Arsenal. The league all stars in the MLS, one of the best players will play Arsenal out of the Premier
1: League, and that'll be tonight. If you're looking for some good soccer, we got uh, one quick tip on that. If you you should watch Arsenal because they have uh, his, I will completely butcher this name, Florin Belogan. He goes by Flo, I believe. Yeah, he is now the the striker for the for United States of America, who is a, a New York born but British player, and the kid is. Probably going to be the best striker to ever put on the uh, uniform for the United States. He's already had an impact on team yeah.
3: U.S. men's national team. Sorry to interrupt you. Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. It's good stuff. And then uh, soccer is on the brain. Golf on the brain. Make sure you're making your picks for the Open Championship, which tees off tomorrow, really overnight tonight, our time. Uh, Roy McIlroy, a heavy favorite there uh, at Royal Liverpool. So get those picks in at hornfm.com. Let's dive into our coach's corner, halfway through the uh segment here at 715. Uh we'll hear more from Kirby Smart coming up. Interesting to hear him in the update. Uh, complacency is the is the poison we're trying to fight against. And we see this in programs, and it's hard to fight against, Nick, because you know, the, the the guys who have come in watching Georgia be dominant, much like we saw at Alabama, much like you saw at Clemson with Dabo Swinney, Mac Brown tried to fight against it when he was at Texas, you know, 15, 20 years ago now. You know, the, the the new guys come in and think just by putting the uniform on is what makes you great because you're, oh, I'm at Georgia. I'm a badass. Well, no. The championships came because of a lot of hard work and a lot of talented players who put in the time to win the championship. Uh, the complacency comes when guys, you know, lower the bar, right? They don't put in the time. They think just because I got a scholarship at Georgia and we're the kings of the castle, and that's what Nixon, that uh, Kirby Smart is just saying. Like, we, we have to fight it every single day. Uh, we have to... You know the, the guys who are coming in to replace the guys that are now playing on Sundays, have to understand that what it took to get to that championship. That's where you hope your culture is bleeding through from your veteran players down to your younger guys who are ready to step in and step up. It's something Nick that Steve Sarkeesian is trying to build right now, uh, to where this thing is not a short term thing. It's a long term thing where you know the young guys come in and just understand this is the expectation. And as they grow in the program, they just pick up and run. And as people move on, the, the culture stays. But it's a hard you got to fight it yeah.
1: every day. Yeah. And I, I think Sark's done a great job and a lot of the stuff behind the scenes that he does that, that, that people don't talk about is, you know, he came in and clean house right away. Like it was not the, the atmosphere in that program was not what, what it should have been and he didn't like it. And so he, he started to do that. He's done a lot of things that, that he brought from, I think the Alabama side. And, and I think we minimize this as fans, the, we put everything on the coaches and, uh, and, you know, obviously the players have to perform too, but as far as you know policing that culture creating that culture that can't be all on the coaches that's got to be on the kids and what they really did when they first got here was establish these leadership committees start to try to empower kids within the program to be the ones who had those conversations so that the coaches don't have to have every single conversation. And I think Sark's done a great job of that and building those leaders. And I think that's what you see at Alabama. That's what you see of Georgia. Of like, It's not all the coaches saying, hey, don't do that, kid. It's the kids behind the scenes that, that get that before it bubbles up and are like, hey, that doesn't fly here. We don't do well, that at that, Georgia. We don't do that at Alabama.
3: And it's, it can sound like lip service at times, but that starts with recruiting the right Correct. players, right? Not just talent, but recruiting – you know players that got some substance to them, cut from the right things, and let's hear Kirby Smart on that. But from Big 12 or from SEC Media Days yesterday, uh, he had a really nice. This is in our coach's corner, so good leadership. Is it three costs of becoming a great leader from Kirby Smart. This is uh, this is kind of like a TED talk from uh, the head coach of the Georgia Bulldogs.
0: Anyone can tell you the benefits of great leaders. Anybody can tell you what it looks like. They can tell you what leadership can do for you. They can tell you how to develop leadership. There's tons of books written on on great leaders and leadership. But you won't see, and what you will never see is people talk about the costs of leadership and costs associated with leadership, I should say. If we truly wanna be honest and upfront about leadership, you can't ignore the cost of leadership. Great leaders are willing to accept those costs. And I wanna share quickly three of those things, three of the costs that are plastered on my desk right behind it that kind of caught me between the eyes last week. Number one, you will have to make hard decisions that negatively affect people you care about. Number two, you will be disliked despite your best attempts to do the best for the most. And number three, you will be misunderstood and won't always have the opportunity to defend yourself. Those are three costs that come from being a great leader.
1: Interesting from Kirby Smart. That's oh, I true. To
2: listen to a church sermon.
3: I oh, know Kirby. Well, that, <laughs> I feel like
1: I just got better at business.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, look. I mean, you got to be honest with people, and um, you know they're not always going to like it. And you know, okay, look, if you're if you're doing it the right way and you're trying to tell someone they're not, um, you know, they're not going to like you. you know, that's just kind of the way that goes. Um, you know, but you know, that's that's the tough love it takes sometimes. And I think that's a really good point from Kirby Smart. And I think when you hear him talk, which I did yesterday at SEC Media Days, you. You understand just what, why that program is built, has, has become such a behemoth. I mean, they're just, and again, it's not a, they, they have issues. They're not perfect. We understand there's some off field stuff going on with Georgia right now that he's going to have to get under control. But when, when they take the field, I've never, I don't know that we've seen a, a dynasty, which you can't call them a dynasty yet. They've won two and they have a chance to go three, but it's built into a program that can be there. Um, they just, they don't have star players. I, don't, I shouldn't say they don't. They have great players, yeah. but it's just not, you, you know, it's isn't like USC with Matt Leinart and Reggie Bush in those teams, right? It's not, it's not you. it's just a team. It's just, a, they're, they're just a dominant team. And Stetson Bennett, a walk-on frat kid, became the, the best, the most important piece. Uh, it's just, it's some of the parts, and they're very talented, not to say they're not, and then they do have star players, but it's almost
1: like the, the program is bigger than any one player. And it shows up when you watch them play yeah and and they have they have it together when it comes to i mean you look at it like kirby says the right stuff in the press conferences they're doing it right they have their nil system and their setup there is phenomenal and they work hand in hand and granted georgia had different laws than texas so they've had the ability to to work together for a little longer but they they did a great job of establishing what they do and it's gonna you know it's gonna help them for years to come and make it so they can compete and i think texas is doing a good job of that too but i think you know we're coming into the sec we're gonna, we're going to have to be the best of the best and and it's it's going to be fascinating but like you said there the, you know it's become a lot about the the players in the uniform there—they're still. I mean, these guys are five-star recruits. We're not—you know—we're not minimizing that. But a lot of us didn't know who AD Mitchell was when he transferred here. You had to go Google the highlights, and the kids caught two touchdowns in huge games. And you know, it's—it's it's interesting to, to know that. And I watched that team, and I didn't remember him that well. Yeah,
3: old number five at Georgia. We'll let you know what some of the Georgia players said about AD Mitchell now that he's in Austin. He—they were asked about that <clears throat> at, at SEC media days yesterday. We'll get you details on that. Uh, I mentioned historic night in baseball. This is true. The Rangers, Rangers are, are announcing to the Tampa Rays that, uh, you know, I I believe, I mean, I think the Rangers are as good as any team in the American League. They're you know, top to bottom. Uh, they are really, really solid. And, gosh, if you don't, you mark a Simeon tie at the top of that order, man, if he's not among your favorite Rangers, that guy is such a great ball player at the top of the order. He plays every night. Uh, he gets on base. He scores more runs than anybody in baseball. He he hits for power, He hits for average. Uh, you know, a lot of times these big money signings don't pay off in baseball. But man, the Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon signings of two two off seasons ago, those are two studs, man. Just absolute cornerstone players. Great work by the Rangers. And and Simeon probably doesn't get the accolades that Seager does. But man, what a what a ball player.
2: Yeah, little little worried after last year. Uh, you know, he had a slow start as a Ranger, but has, has come on this year. Uh, Every every phrase of the game has has been been great for us. So I'm 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 looking forward to the rest of the season. I was a little worried there going into the All Star break, but I I think we we haven't lost.
3: No, they're they're, they're well they, they've come out. Ran, yeah, they swept uh, the Cleveland Guardians and now they're two up on Tampa. They're five and zero oh since the break. And uh, you know, uh, Nathan Ivaldi, maybe the best acquisition of this past off season, the Jacob DeGrom signing.
2: Not a good one, but uh, right. I mean, you can't win them all. You can't win them all. And that's not my <laughs> we money. We saw though. that one coming. Yeah, yeah, but Eovaldi, what a great I, pickup. I mean, from. I'm hearing that they, they're they interested in trading for Josh Hader, though. Look at the reliever, uh, which would be great. That's what they need. Another that arm. In. Yeah, well, I mean, they
3: acquired a role as Chapman. And then there was talk that they were going to try to get Joe Kelly away, the right-hander from the Chicago White Sox, and he got hurt. And that put the dash on that. So, yeah, they're still looking for people. And I— I keep putting the name Shohei Ohtani out there. I just, uh,
2: if someone's gonna go for it, go for it. There's and a lot of talk about it in the Rangers community. Most fans are now. I know whether it'd be worth it or not.
3: Well, the more and more likely it becomes that the Angels trade him, the more and more likely you can talk about. Well, who has the farm system to go do it? Who has the capital? Who has the ability to make it happen? And who is a team that feels like they might just be that player away from winning the whole thing? I mean, I mean, the, that would that set them apart in the AL? Oh gosh, <laughs> yes. You think so? I mean, oh gosh, talk because, about big
1: athletes coming to Texas. I mean, well, goodness. think of the lineup as it is now.
3: I mean, when you, when you got Simeon and Seager at the top, uh, uh, you know, B- El Bambi, uh, Garcia in the middle. I mean, he's, he's, you know, among the RBI leaders and home run leaders. Josh Young's going to win the MVP. Jonah Heim is the best hitting catcher in baseball. Um, you know, you put that guy in the middle of that order and then let him, you know, he doesn't have to pitch for a month, essentially, right? <laughs> Let's let him play play in your outfield. And then when that blister's fully healed, you crank him back up and he becomes, you know, there with the Uvaldi and you're you're starting pitching. That would yeah, it would absolutely put him over the hump against anybody. But again, I'm not saying that's gonna happen. I just think it's something that the ownership group of the Rangers should certainly be considering because, you know, real chairs are hard to win. That's the Rangers. They never won one. Uh if, if and and as we said with with Bucky yesterday, that guy is on record, Shohei Otani is I want to win. I want to win. I'm tired of not winning. And he's doing everything he can for his current team to win, like literally everything he can. And they're still an under five hundred baseball team. You know, what happens if he gets to Arlington for four months and they win a World Series and now he's winning and the culture? And does that I mean, yeah, he's gonna sign for five, six, seven hundred million dollars next offseason, but um, and again the Rangers have the high end minor league talent that it would take. And I'll say this again about the Rangers. The Rangers have minor league talent that doesn't have anywhere to go. I mean, your Marcus Simeon's going to play second for the foreseeable future. Courtin Seeger's the shortstop. Jo- Josh Young's the third base. I mean, they're they're set at almost every position. So the, the guys at the at the farm level, where are they going? They uh, they 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 can't go up. So you ha- you at some level it benefits you to trade them to get a piece that you need. Uh, and obviously they would want pitching too. But you know they have the ammo to make that happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen. They may just try to bolster the bullpen and trust their lineup. Big picture, but same time so, it's your so There's to talk been
2: about. there's been three teams since twenty eighteen that haven't had a season above uh, a record What the a record in the season above five hundred. Can you guess those three teams? Three teams since two thousand and eighteen? Yes. In all of baseball all or the of American baseball. League? Rangers. Nope. Oh, who? It's Detroit, Kansas City, and the Angels.
3: Mm, well the angels, yes.
2: I mean, and that's why he, only one of those teams has Mike Trout and, Ohtani. Yeah, and that's uh, the that same time for Shameful. Good stuff right there. Uh, and record the timeout on the historic night, we had 12
3: teams last night, 12 teams scored 12 or 10 or more runs. 12 teams, and it was the, one of the highest scoring days in the history of Major League Baseball last night. In addition to 12 teams scoring, 10 or more, there were one, two, three, four games where both teams scored 10 or more runs and there was almost a, f- a fifth uh, because uh crazy uh, yeah the this, how about this 13 teams scored 10 plus runs uh last time that happened July 4th 1894 1894 <laughs> yeah where's the pitching well these are rules change right pitch clock no more shifts and you know, pitches get pitchers get worn down and bullpens get worn down as the year goes on uh, offense, offensive bonanza last night in Major League Baseball. All right, we'll come back. We'll reset the uh, station news that have been dropped this morning. And uh, take your thoughts. Want to make sure if you're joining the show late, you, you've heard that or seen that. And it's finally able to make a bit of a statement. There's still not complete clarity, but at least there's more news than there has been in some of the, the future of the Horn. We'll tell details on that. Also, we'll hit some hot and hot topics for the end of the hour. Your thoughts on the Rangers. Should they get after Shohei Otani if he becomes available? And Georgia, are they the favorites again? to win a third national championship in a row. It's b and on the horn.
0: It's Bucky and Aaron.
3: B&A with you. Bucky out today and actually the rest of the week. And obviously timing not great as far as the uh, the statement that's been released. People wondering what Bucky's up to. Bucky is planning to have these days off, certainly today. And uh, he'll be back. But Nick Shuley is in and uh, bringing the great conversation. Appreciate him. Nick is a lifelong Austinite, president of the Austin Music Movement. And... Uh, you were having high-level meetings with high-level officials yesterday. I like that, <laughs> which we'll tell you about to the level we can. Uh, I did mention, uh, and let me give credit to our marketing staff and and Horn team because uh, so I don't have to address it every hour. <laughs> the The statement is out on the programming changes that are coming to the Horn, and now they've attached my comments from last hour, the audio to it, so I don't have to do that every hour, which is good because that wasn't easy. But um. Uh, that's there, too. So if you go to our website, hornfm.com, while you're making your picks for the Fantasy Golf Challenge brought to you by Callahan's General Store uh, for the Open Championship, you can read that statement and then hear uh, as we addressed it last hour. But uh, the the headlines would be that the horn is not going away. Let me say one thing on that before I, I mention the statement again, Nick, that we've gotten a lot of comments. It's now the 19th of July. There was, you know, tw- text, tweets and things said early in the month that the horn was going away. Uh, and, you know, it was really frustrating to come in here every morning and get the text from you folks that, you know, why aren't you talking about it? And then clearly one of the cornerstones of this show and, and me and the is just to be honest with people and candid when I can. Um, we couldn't. We couldn't say it. We wanted, we, sure, we would like to have addressed it in real time, but I um, hope you understand we just couldn't. And now we can say to what this point is that we are making changes. The ownership group is making changes. The horn is not going away. Uh, It will no longer air on 104.9 FM. The FM signal will be no longer. Um, The Horn, though, will air 24 hours a day, every day, on 1260 AM, 101.9 FM, and, of course, the Horn app. Horn app will still be live and local uh, and worldwide. Same with hornfm.com. And you yourself, Nick, have gotten a bunch of texts from people who are listening all over the place and do every morning. So we appreciate those folks so much. That will not change after August the 2nd. That will be going. But as we said in the statement, regrettably, there will be changes, which will include a reduction within our uh, incredibly talented and dedicated air staff and staff in general. It will bring changes to our weekday and weekend lineups. Those uh, changes will be announced in full, and people have asked why we can't announce that just yet. They're, all I can say is knowing fully that this is the truth, that they're not finalized yet. It's not completely done. And so to honor those folks and the people, um, there's still things being discussed. So I think we're close, but at the same time, this is a statement we're we're able to put out today. The question of why, well, as we said in our statement, um, we're a locally owned, I mean, you think about radio and media, we know very few locally owned independent radio operations, Nick. I mean, we're, and you're up against the iHearts and the Cumuluses and the, uh, you know, the big dogs. And we are, and it's always been something we, we wear proudly that we're local, we're independent, uh, we're, we're owned by people who live in Austin, Texas, and, uh, you know, they have supported local radio. Uh, but obviously the, uh, the rising operating costs uh, and economic and market realities make a, a scale back necessary at this point for st- stability. And I think the important part for me, or one of the most important parts of the statement, is that the, the decisions that are coming that are going to be difficult for a lot of people, uh, yours truly included, Uh, I think it'll allow for stability, but then future growth uh, down the road, and that's not uncommon to business. You've got to scale back sometimes to grow uh, and get things under control, and that's kind of where it's at. So you can read that, you can hear my full comments, and um, hopefully we'll be able to provide more clarity
1: as we can. Yeah, and I think it's a testament to what what y'all do here, and Gary Keller always says when you when uh when people get mad, when people express themselves, when people have when people have a lot of opinions about what you do, it means you've built something that people care about. Well and, and you guys have done that. Well thank you. And that that is com- hopefully people know that's why it was frustrating not to be able to address
3: the rumors because it's that's that's kind of the bond we have with people. Um and we don't ever take it for granted. I mean, people listening however they listen every day, it's uh it's to you know, every single one is humbling Uh, because that's why we do it. And uh, we wouldn't be here without it. So, and hopefully we can be here uh, long into the future, but that is the goal uh, moving forward. But yes, uh, people will be impacted, lives will be impacted uh, by these changes. And it's not, it's not unique to radio or this station. It's kind of the current climate that a lot of industries and businesses are dealing with. So we're not, uh, you know, any, you know, immune to those things. Same time, uh, we hope we're, we're, you know, giving you the details we can, as we can. Uh, all right, Nick, you had a good uh, question uh, because you put pre- you presented the, the scenario by which Lionel Messi could play a game in Austin, Texas. It's a slim one probably, but there is a chance because, uh, you know, the MLS, much like, you know, global soccer plays interseason tournaments, right? The NBA has added the NBA Cup this year, copying soccer to where during a season you do a tournament in the year where someone wins a trophy and a cup and it, uh, it brings... You know, immediate seed of the season brings eyeballs, brings interest, and creates drama. Uh, the So the MLS is doing that right now, right? They're playing the Liga Cup. Is that what it's called? Leagues. Leagues Cup. Yes. Uh, so they're playing—the MLS teams are playing teams from Mexico, essentially. Correct. Liga MX. And so there's a tournament going on that starts Friday. Austin FC plays. Uh, Inter-Miami is playing, correct? Uh, they're playing Cruz Azul, I believe, and that's the debut of one Lionel Messi. So there is—if you look at the bracket, there is a scenario by which— if they keep winning, Austin could play Inter-Miami here, uh, which would be Lionel Messi. The question that you pose is a good one. Lionel Messi is a global star of, of huge, I mean, one of the greatest of all time. Who, who is the biggest global star ever to perform in Austin, Texas in sports? And we get concerts, right? There have been the Rolling Stones have played here, and you know, we've had some incredible music musical uh, performances here. But on the sports fields of play, I think the messy thing would rank number one uh, for a global impact. But who are some others that have performed here that we can
1: mention? Um, well, I'll say top five. I will put, and I mean, this one. This one's the easy one, Kevin Durant. I mean, Durant is, but I mean, look, he's not messy level, but I know you had one that I didn't even know he'd played here. Which one's that? That in San Marcos, I believe. Michael Jordan. Yeah, Michael I did not Jordan. know he'd played here. Uh, Michael Jordan
3: was here for a golf tournament and a charity event at San Marcus Strahan Coliseum. This was height of his popularity. Um, the, you know, Michael Jordan with the Chicago Bulls. People can give me the clarity on that, but I remember it vividly that Michael Jordan played a, a practice game, some type of thing down in San Marcus, and he was here, and he played golf at Barton Creek. I mean, it was a huge deal. I remember that. Deal. Uh, rock star, I mean, to say the least. Uh, but that wasn't an actual game. I mean, that, he didn't play a ball game here. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, that, that, that shook the ground when he was here. Uh, you know, obviously every year there's Circuit of the Americas has the F1 race, in which some of the biggest global stars in that sport are here. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton won it multi, you know, many, many times. And uh, Max Verstappen now is in that realm. But, uh, you know, Messi's even to a different level. Jordan, different level. Uh, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods played in the Dell match play one time. Uh, Dell Technologies match play. I was at that. That was unbelievable. Uh, just to to see him and just to see the popularity and, you know, see the ticket size. I mean, the, the crowd sizes when Tiger was there. The Tiger effect was fully intact at Dell match play at ACC. Uh, what was it, 2019, I think, was the year. The, the year is – I'll get that wrong. But uh, Tiger Woods did play in Austin one time, which was incredible. Uh, we've talked – I live in Onion Creek, and you know, we've told the story of Austin golf courses throughout the year with our uh, series, The uh, Tour of Texas Golf, brought to you by Callahan's General Store. At the beginning of uh, Onion Creek, they played the Legends of Golf.
1: Oh, yeah, Liberty Creek. Mutual. Yeah, Legends Liberty Mutual <laughs> Legends yeah. of Golf.
3: And some of the greatest names, Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer yeah. played at Onion Creek back uh, with Arnie's Army. Uh, but that's a long time ago now, that going way back. So uh, add to yours, I know there have been rehab assignments at Dell Diamond that have been huge, I think Roger Clemens. You know, did a Dell Diamond rehab assignment back in the day. Uh, some great Astros and Rangers have been there at times. So, uh, you know, insert your choice for global impact star that have played or been in Austin, Texas, because Lionel Messi, I guess, could, which would be quite the scene uh, you know, down the road here in this Leagues Cup that is starting up. Nick Shuley with a great idea there. It said Elvis played at the Palmer Auditorium. 1977 I did not know that I've heard
1: I've seen a flyer from this Eddie Wilson from Threadgill's Armadillo World Headquarters still has that flyer
0: hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City go Kevin or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today your savings are waiting to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
3: line. This says uh, Mahomes at DKR. Yeah, well, yeah, in, in, in hindsight, That's a good call. Patrick Mahomes is a great one. He may go down as the greatest quarterback of all time when it's all said and done. Now, if Patrick Mahomes came back and played today, that would be kind of the impact we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Kevin Durant. I mean, his freshman year here was a comet that you had to be a part of, and now he's gone on to be one of the greatest ball players of all time. And by the way, Kevin Durant was just back. Recently, I saw a picture of him and Rodney Terry and the Texas staff down. The, you know, now to be honest and to be fair to our audience, Nick, you
1: you were roommates at times with Kevin Durant. Is that correct? <laughs> no, not not with Kevin, with with uh, one of his good buddies, uh, Roy Ivy. So yeah, definitely definitely. Well, so you
3: were I, a roommate with Royal Ivy. Yeah. <laughs> and at times Kevin Durant would come and stay on the couch or something, right? He'd hang well, out.
1: No, T, TJ would come hang out and LaMarcus would, but uh, yeah, we never had Durant in our house. I yeah, I did I did have a a run-in with him when I, when he was uh when he was playing here, which uh was pretty funny cuz he he was my buddy Ian Mooney was the walk-on on that team and he would guard Kevin every day in practice. So they were best friends and Ian's built like a linebacker. And so he would guard him all the time, and I I had made these shirts called Mooney Maniac shirts for Ian, and we had I'd gone to the game at Baylor, and I'd stopped at McDonald's, and it was right when Kevin was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, <laughs> and he was just mobbed at this restaurant at the McDonald's there, and I walked in, and and I just hear this Nick Nick, and he like ran over to me. And I mean, I almost passed out because I, you know, I'd never really met the guy, and he was like, "Hey, can I get one of those Mooney Maniac shirts?" <laughs> and like that was that was his my, my big interaction with Kevin. So I did, I don't know him. That's that awesome.
3: <laughs> it says Jackie Robinson at Houston Tillotson coached and played there way back. That is absolutely true. That's a great one. That's cool. I didn't know that. That uh, says he played
2: I, at Houston Tillotson.
3: Yeah, you know he was the he was the AD there.
1: I had moment. I had not heard that. That's incredible. I'll get you
3: details on that. Wow. Uh it says Jack Nicholas at the Hills Country Club Championship Tour. Yeah. Cool. Uh the Golden Bear. That's unbelievable. America's team had training camp here for several years. Yes, absolutely. The Dallas Cowboys. I was at St. Edwards when that was happening. It was part of my uh venture into sports radio because it was those were huge days in the early nineties. And you know, by the time the Cowboys started winning Super Bowls, they were rock stars. I mean, it was really It was something to behold when the Cowboys would descend on St. Edwards, little old tiny St. Edwards in South Austin and Deion Sanders would show up with his Mercedes golf cart. I mean, that was the most tricked out golf cart I've ever seen. It was like a Mercedes. It had these huge speakers in it and primetime would cruise around in that thing. Uh, But he was just one of the mega stars. I mean, you had Troy Aikman and Emmitt Smith and, I mean, and that—that that was what ninety-five, six. That was the year when Barry Switzer took over. They started that in the late eighties, didn't they? Because I met I Jerry Jones 90s. the year—I think it was early nineties. But yeah. I got to St. Eds in ninety-one. Um, I remember for three summers I worked in Wyoming, but for the last two summers I was there. Uh, the Cowboys were training, and it was—that was when they were unbelievable. They were I mean, They were had won back-to-back Super Bowls, and they were going for a third. And uh, yes, that was an event. Yeah, And then when the Raiders would come to town and Al Davis would come to town and they'd <laughs> joint practice and then they'd All play the over. <laughs> and then literally, folks, I mean, Ty wasn't even alive when this happened, our producer, they played a joint uh, scrimmage at Burger Center. Mm-hmm. Like the Cowboys played the Oakland Raiders. And my man Al Davis, the late great Al Davis, wore a black sweatsuit the whole time. It was 150 degrees <laughs> in August in Austin, Texas, and the late great Al Davis in a full black like running jumpsuit, uh, like, like, the Cash, mafia, like the mafia, like the mafia would I'm like, how is he not melting? That guy's made of something else. And yeah, they they played at uh, Burger Center, Burger Center, and went to that. Covered that. Uh, that was quite an event. Thank you for those uh, memories. That's pretty good stuff right there. We'll come back when we do. Ty will lead us through some hot or not topics. Things we've missed halfway through a busy Wednesday edition. Getting you up over the hump.
1: What's hot? and what's not. What's Hot, What's Not is brought to you by Texas Orthopedics, the largest independent orthopedic practice in Central Texas. Visit us at txortho.com to learn more and to schedule an appointment.
3: Man, walks down memory lane this morning, the history lessons and reminders, good stuff talking about. uh, And thanks to Nick Shuley for bringing up a good topic with potential of Lionel Messi playing a match here in Austin at some point if things were to pan out. Not guaranteed, but that has led us to... uh, Greatest global icons ever to play or be in Austin, Texas, and that has led to a good conversation. And, yes, indeed, before he played for the Brooklyn Dodgers, Jackie Robinson uh, was a Houston Tillotson college instructor, basketball coach, and athletic director, if you can believe that.
1: That's incredible.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. that is. Uh, you can find out more about that. Just Google it. It's really that's pretty a, cool. That's an icon right there. Yeah. Wow. Jackie Robinson all time, without a doubt. Somebody said Jordan Spieth. Yeah, Jordan Spieth, of course, coming back and playing at the Dell match play uh, consistently and performing well at the Dell match play, that's always a, a great moment.
1: Well, I'll say one that you said, Aaron, and I'll, I'll get obliterated for this because I, I worked with him. But, I, I mean, we did have uh, Lance Armstrong lived here for quite a while and was a pretty big deal in sports for a moment in time it there. certainly <laughs> was. I was covering that, and uh, wasn't easy to cover. I and mean, you worked for the guy, so
3: sure <laughs> so that was fun. And you worked in marketing for the guy. Yep. There were good times, and then there were some challenging times, kind of like we're dealing with here at the Horn. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to, you know, yeah. Deal with a lot. Uh, also, this, Wemby. Wemby coming to Austin next spring. How about that? Oh, well, when the San Antonio Spurs roll in and the 5 French phenom Victor Wenbanyama makes an appearance in Austin. That'll be pretty cool. Uh, this says, Manny Ramirez, Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, Jordan, all at the Dell Diamond. That's true. Those are cool. Those were cool. And um, there was the occasion when Roger Clemens had a rehab start there. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the Dell Diamond, I was there the night Will Ferrell... The great Hollywood actor and comedian did his uh, Rojo Johnson impression, which was uh, quite the night. And actually <laughs> that same weekend I was fortunate enough to play in Will Ferrell's golf tournament that he hosted out in Georgetown. And it was for cancer research because, you know, Will, does, Will lost a, a one of his fraternity brothers at USC when he was going to college, died of cancer. And so now he does a golf tournament every year to raise money for him and that cause, and he bounces it around. He doesn't just keep it in one. So he wanted to bring it to Austin. And so he brought the, uh, I still have a cowbell signed because that was what you won. Uh, I still have a cowbell. I played on a team with my friend Brad Wells, and we finished, I think, second place in the tournament. And we won a cowbell signed by Will Ferrell. Of course, cowbell from the Saturday Night Live (laughs) skit. (laughs) Christopher Walken Yeah, Christopher Walken, need more cowbell. (laughs) And um, it was a blast. Well, while Will Ferrell was here, Ty, he did a stunt that went, these days you'd call it, went viral. It was a huge deal. He they set this deal up in advance with the Round Rock Express of this pitcher out of the Mexican League that has shown up and uh, throws 100, and, you know, 100 miles an hour, and he's, uh, you know, coming out of. The, I think the, the whole story was he's, he's coming out of a Mexican prison or something, <laughs> and so yeah, he came out of the bullpen, and you know, the fans didn't know what was going on. They thought this was a Rojo Johnson was a new right-hander for the uh, <laughs> Round Rock Express. Some people did. I, I certainly knew about it when I went there to, to be a part of it. And uh, he did his whole. He came out, and it, our buddy JJ Gotch was a huge part of that. JJ was the batter who faced Rojo Johnson, aka Will Farrell, and they ended up getting in a fight because he hit him, and it was good. <laughs> That's awesome. That was a good scene. That went everywhere, Sports Center, and so yeah, that was a, that was quite the uh, the moment. Uh, so JJ
2: I- has always been a showman.
1: Oh no Dude. question. Dude, that guy's that guy's the man. <laughs> no question. He's the man. JJ. Uh, is... You know what we forget we forget Mia Ham. Live, it lives oh, with, or lived here and she, Noma. I mean, she's the, I mean at one moment was probably the greatest women's soccer player in the world that's correct yeah and that's and, correct. and we also had Andy Roddick and we still you know have Roddick who who won you know won a major yeah so. well he won the U.S. Open right am I right about that was, was it, it open or, it, or was it Wimbledon, Wimbledon? it was
3: one of they won them, Wimbledon yeah. Andy was it? Roddick yeah. and of course his wife is a sports Brooklyn illustrated Desmond. swimsuit model uh they, her work. I've seen Andy Roddick at the golf course before. I was actually – and that's not like name-dropping. He's a lot bigger than you think. He's a big guy.
1: Man, I will tell you, he – so I used to live with Brad Buckman and b- before Brad lived with me, he had a better roommate who was Andy Roddick because Brad was <laughs> Brad was playing overseas, and so he would come back and stay at Andy's place when he lived here. And Andy and his brother John are huge basketball players, and so they love playing basketball. And so they would have Brad and I over to play them, and, like, uh, they, they can go. And he's a great athlete. <laughs> yeah, uh, big dude hits up
3: golf ball a ton. Uh, Ty, what would you have for us here in our hot or not topics before the top of the
2: hour? Las Vegas police ser- served a search warrant on a home in Nevada in connection to the murder of Tupac Shakur. Ooh, i heard this ago. this
3: morning. Did we finally have some resolution coming on this um, story? No,
2: I I just I'll keep the people updated. But even even his sister came out and says we know as much as you do. All we know is 20, 20 minutes outside the city. And it has something it's in connection with the murder of him 20 years ago. Whoa. On something. the Vegas Strip. Watch uh, out, Shook Knight. Uh,
3: good one. This says, uh, Tony Hawk performed a one-hour demo on the vert halfpipe at the X Games 2014. You were a big X Games guy, Ty.
2: I was at that X Games. Silly Stupid. That's one of the times I saw Silly Stupid.
1: Oh, no way. Best
2: con- one of the best concerts I've ever been to at Coda that year.
3: We'll it talk says, about them
1: later.
2: It says, guys, <laughs> New York Yankees at Clark Field. Lou Gehrig hit a
3: 550-foot home run over billy goat hill
1: that's incredible i did not know
3: that that is awesome uh, appreciate y'all weighing in on this good topic uh, launched by nick shuley we'll be back with that more on the station situation uh, and more on uh, over the hump wednesday including kirby smart and the georgia bulldogs going for three in a row they were the center of attention at sec media days yesterday we'll hear from the head coach of the dogs coming next on BNE.